now. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. This podcast is part of the famous original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. All over. It contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to the first take of episode 103 of Dumb All Over. Recording from Is That a Prehistoric Ice Age? No, it's Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and the not so secret layer of New York, this is a progressive podcast with fresh opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. On this week's episode, we will discuss the lovely, lovely Virginia governor known as Ralph Northam. A new Bernie bill, uh, Michael Moore on AOC, not on top, that would be bad, and Howard Schultz. <laughs> mm. We then bring back Twitter time and answer your very deep and thought-provoking questions. And Gary Johnson is still missing because of a missing <laughs> file. So, <laughs> no Gary Johnson. We don't know what happened to old Gary. Uh, and uh, and where, where, where is the file? Um, uh, where, where is it? I might be in a lap ball. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Damn, I'll never find it. As always, <laughs> I'm Tom. Joined about 200 miles away from me to my uh, northwest, yeah. east, east, northeast, northeast yeah. is Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Tom, master this of geography. Going, <laughs> this is going so great. So great. I'm the master of geography. I know where the master, all the places are. All the places, like the all capital of, of New York, which so is wonderful. clearly Massachusetts. Massachusetts, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, you survived the ice age, I see. Sort I of. did, I did. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I have to wear a hoodie in my room now, but I've survived the ice age. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I think it's over. I think as we're recording this, it's now 31 degrees outside of my house. Yeah, well, It I'm, has not been over three yeah. or one. Yeah, <laughs> I know, because when I come in here now, it's not like totally freezing. Yeah. And I can yeah, tell because my guitar stays in tune for once. <laughs> so, <Thank you. laughs> that's how you can tell it's not so cold that just the mere touch of yeah. my hand throws everything out of tune. It's weird because I, I went, I picked up my guitar and I tuned it, mm -hmm. and five minutes into playing, and it's completely out of tune because my my house is just so fucking cold. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And I had the heat on and everything. It doesn't matter. But it's it was so it cold. Was so cold. Yeah, it just can't handle. And to think that we didn't even get nearly as like nearly the coldest temperatures. 
Like, oh, there, no. there were places in the Midwest that no. were with the windshield negative thirties. Like that's that's yeah, that's why I didn't go online and complain about it. Cause I'm like, there are places where it's literally yeah. like frozen yeah. solid and like Chicago, they did an aerial view oh, and God. it looked like it was just for like you could see a frozen city. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> oh my God. And then when I, I looked walk- really close, I could see Tom and Cecil frozen in the recording <laughs> <city>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in the glory hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that should be the name of a document. Oh, let's do a documentary series about Call that. stuck in the glory. <laughs> stuck in the glory hole. The document or the story of Tom and Cecil. And they would be like, Netflix. they'd be like, that's not a problem we have. <laughs> Although, if 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 our history proves us, um, it, Netflix won't even respond to our email. So whatever, we that. can put that on YouTube. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's actually kind of nice out finally. and Yeah, uh, it's supposed to get warmer, actually. Yeah, like 50s. But, you know, there's no climate change or anything like that. All we had, it's, you know, it's just, it's just what happens every year. Look, it's very A normal pole. to go from temperatures of like 60 to yeah. negative 10 and yeah. then back to 40. <laughs> right. And it's also, it's also very... It, it's also very, very common for the polar vortex to leave the polar regions of this country. You know why it's called the mm-hmm. polar yep. vortex, and and come to Kansas. Now that's what happens every. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, because the climate's changing. Oh, oh. I was Look, just. I'm not worried about the cold. I'm worried about the polar bears escaping now that the vortex isn't ah. keeping them in place. Yeah. We. Very much need the polar bear vortex to get back. We should build the a wall. The polar bear vortex, yeah. Keep the you polar would, vortex out. You would want out. a polar bear vortex, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't think that it's, joke works on this show. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm going to build a wall to keep the bears from being bears in our country. It's going to be an ice wall. It's going to be made out of ice. Mm. What, what happens in the summer, Mr. Mr. President? Map. There is no summer. <laughs> In in Not Antarctica, <laughs> in Antarctica, yeah, I am making sure that there is no summer. Executive voted, no more summers. <laughs> I told you I would run and make this country white again. I meant snow. <laughs> Boy, if they did, if he did have an executive order getting rid of summer, that would be the end of any school children being a fan of his. Oh yeah. What do you mean you're taking away summer? <laughs> Yeah, that's when I don't have to go to school. Just school children, because I'm pretty sure everyone. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no, there's some people who don't like the summer. Yeah, and those people are the ones that we consider outcasts, and we kick them out of modern society, and they live in a cabin inside the woods. <laughs> now, usually they're people who like have to work in a suit and tie, and have to like walk to work. Yeah, well, it's a, those it's people a, can. Suck it's a bigger problem out. in the city, I think, than in other places. Yeah, I, I haven't seen somebody walk around in a suit and tie here in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen people wear T-shirts that look like they're wearing a, a tie. Yeah. Well, it's also a problem when the subway is not air-conditioned. What's a subway? <laughs> anyway. Um, you hear that, Cuomo? We, <laughs> we have some interesting stories to get to, so I don't think we should waste any more time. Um, probably, probably true. Yeah. So let's enter. The Trump report. Uh, fine. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka were my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. And how are we going to start the Trump report with 
a classic Dumbledore non-Trump story. <laughs> <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. Um, this one involves a racist and involves. I thought you said this uh, wasn't a Trump story. It involves a politician, but it does not involve Donald Trump. I don't understand where this is going. Although it could, and I'll explain my theory next. Okay. This one comes from Politico. I do not like Politico, but this article was actually pretty well done. Uh, Democratic presidential candidates urge uh, Northam to resign. Uh, wait, what? Uh, what? What? Uh, Democratic presidential? What? But he just said racists. and then uh, uh, What? Uh, yeah. No, it happens, by the way. Far too often. Um, again... As we have both said many, many times, doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. That's just a name. It's about policy. It's about the person. What are these things, Tom? Policy I and person? Know. No. So weird, right? I only imagine if there just Look, wasn't political parties and I we just voted on people's platforms. I don't even <laughs> know crazy? why I'm listening to you. You're not even a Democrat. You know, <laughs> I am, technically. I am. <laughs> you recognized I, I by the Democratic Party of Pennsylvania? I am. I have to be. Mm. <laughs> I have to be. And the state's still closed. It's a closed primary, so I have to be a Republican or a Democrat, and I'm certainly not a Republican. Or I can vote, I can stay independent, but I can only vote for independent candidates. And Well, that yeah. would be fun. No. <laughs> you could vote for the guy with the shoe on his head. <laughs> oh, Vermin <laughs> Supreme. Yeah. 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 About that. <laughs> <laughs> Still would have been uh, a that's better only president for the primaries, by the way. Trump, it's not, not for the general election, yeah. but yeah, about that. Okay, so this is interesting, and there's a couple of news stories from the, actually from today we record on Saturday okay. um, that play into this. So, a host of current and likely Democratic presidential candidates called on Ralph Northam to resign Friday following a report that showed the Virginia governor appearing in a racist yearbook picture. Now, when I first uh, saw the story, <laughs> I, I didn't really know what that meant i didn't know if that meant he was in it or if it was in his yearbook and he's just associated with that because he's in the yearbook but it's actually on his yearbook page like uh, his name appears on the top not he has good. two pages a left and a right page and there's a couple pages scattered and of course on the right page i'm not joking is a picture of two men presumably presumably bent men because i don't they're, they're covered in yeah we don't want to assume their gender no We'll I'm just assuming, assuming they're, they're racist. I'm assuming they're men. Yeah. One is in full black face, <gasps> and I say full black face because I'm pretty sure like they're, every exposed part of the body was all black, dark, dark, charcoal Jesus black. Jesus Christ. And right next to him was somebody in a KKK outfit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. On his Facebook page from, from college. A Facebook page from college? Facebook page. Uh, yearbook page. I was going to say, <laughs> when did he go to college? <laughs> was it just recently? <laughs> yearbook. Facebook. Now, hold um, on. Now, before you get on with the story, can we just point out how fucked up it is that the yearbook allowed Allowed that? that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> Wait, we weren't allowed to even say the word shit in our yearbook. I know or that for a fact. Or wear backpacks. Uh, but or I, wear we never backpacks. tried blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't try blackface. Oh, I guess that's the line. Backpacks. But I remember- No hoodies my, or backpacks. Blackface. In my quote, what was the quote that I originally gave the person who came around? I said, fuck this shit or something like that. It was something really stupid and short. I was like, fuck this shit or fuck that shit. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well- 
we're not going to be able to put that in the yearbook. <laughs> and I, I felt, I remember being like, oh, whatever. I understand that. But now seeing this, I'm like, bitch, put my quote yeah. in the yearbook. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's another interesting thing. So, um, during our senior year at the undisclosed high school, which we won't talk about, um, they changed the dress policy. They did. Now we well, weren't affected. No, yeah, they changed it for the, the year, the next year. Yeah, for right. everybody too, by the way. Right. So people everybody. who are going to be seniors next year, all of a sudden, would have to wear uniforms. Well, first of all, can I add to that? Sure. Because we fucked up a couple things for the following grades because we also. Oh, but that wasn't was, us. That was the seniors before us. Pennsylvania was testing. Uh, they were actually testing to see uh, where students stood on science. Uh, for our standardized testing. Not good. <laughs> but they told, they made the biggest mistake by telling us that it wouldn't affect our grade. Oh. So, yeah, so we didn't get affected. So literally, we were broken up into, like, by last name. So my entire class was all uh, was all, all M's. And I'm sitting in class with all these people that I've grown up with my entire life, and one of them stands up and says, this doesn't count. Let's just get over so we can get on with our day. So we all agreed to just do ACDC, ACDC, ACDC the entire way through the test. Really? And then when the test results came back and it showed our school got like a 20% <laughs> average, the next year, guess what was required? <laughs> <laughs> so not only did we ruin their dress code, we also ruined um, their standardized testing. But I don't think we actually ruined their dress code. I think that was the class before us. But... I think it was also a superintendent change, but okay. anyway, go ahead. So the point I made at the time was that they claimed, the school district claimed that this was all gang-related. <laughs> there were no gangs there, put it that way. There were no gangs there. <laughs> but I told, <laughs> I told the, the friends of mine that were juniors that were going to be seniors the year after when it took effect, you guys should form a gang of people in polos and khakis. Because <laughs> if you did that, then they would have to change the dress code. Little did I know that that would actually happen right? Yeah, <laughs> when there you go. this president got elected. And now <laughs> the new racist uniform is, is uh, a white yeah. polo and khakis <laughs> right. and a red stupid fucking hat. Yeah. But anyway, see yeah. how I made the non-Trump story about Trump? I like it. Thank you. I like it. That's well, I mean, there's also there's also notable things that we could tie Trump uh, to this story. But oh, I also have to. I there's an old saying my family has. Um, Once you go blackface, you don't get to be governor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good saying. I think so. I think so. That's yeah. a good saying. Yeah. That's a good saying. So uh, let me finish this because then there's a new story that developed that you know plays into what you actually just said. Okay. But um, former Housing and Urban Secretary uh, Julian Castro, who was the first to uh, urge Northam to resign as running for president, also he said it doesn't. Huh? Also running for president, but you said yeah, it. yeah. Uh, he said it doesn't matter if he's a Republican or a Democrat. Castro tweeted, uh, "This behavior was racist and un unconscionable. Uh, Governor Northam should resign." By the In way, interview, do, can we see the difference here between the Republicans and Democrats? Just I want to point yeah. this out for people who. And a lot of times correctly point out that they share a lot of common big money interests. They, there are yeah. places that are gigantically different. And this is always this is one, one of them. them. Because like, there's one, one picture from somebody's yeah. high school yearbook 
Yeah. And they are and demanding that the governor resign. Meanwhile, well, Steve King, I'm pretty sure, just met with David Duke yesterday for lunch. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he's still in office. <laughs> they exchange hoods. But, um, <laughs> well, Steve King is getting a little chunky. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, go back to uh, Al Franken, right? Al Franken is a prime example. Yeah. He, the one picture came out, which it was, you know, it was it was a it was bad, bad picture. It was bad. It wasn't this bad, no. By the way, but uh, somebody accused him of sexual harassment mm-hmm. or or some sort of sexual yep. advancement. Yep. I think another one came out after. It didn't matter how many people came to his defense. Democrats across the board, although that was a little bit more divided. Yeah. But most Democrats came out and said, "Nah, sorry, man, you fucked up. Yeah. You're out." Yeah. Meanwhile, the Republicans almost elected an actual pedophile to Alabama's <laughs> to to our yes. U.S. Senate. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a huge difference. Like, listen, and some of the candidates that we're gonna that I'm gonna talk about in this article, we we don't support. We don't support. No. But it still shows exactly the point you just made. Um, let's see. Uh, that's more from Castro. You already know his stance on it. Cory Booker, who Newly just recently announced that he will be running for yeah. president yeah. as well. Um, Whoa, Booker 2020. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kamala Harris said the stain of racism should have no place in the halls of government. And uh, what? <laughs> and she, yeah, no. And she, that was like a direct attack to Trump too. I think. Excuse me. <laughs> and she said that she that he Can should I resign. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Warren and Jill Brand also followed by saying these are deeply disturbing, and that he needs to resign. Uh, Sherrod Brown, Bernie Sanders, John Delaney. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a, you know, like all the people who are running for president, <laughs> but <laughs> you got to get there. You got to get the statement out. No, I don't but, blame him. You know, yeah. Um, everyone's calling for his resignation. Actually, currently, and I have this open for a reason. Currently on Twitter at the moment of us recording, um, the the tweets that are trending or the topics that are trending are Northam should resign. Hashtag North Northam must resign. Uh, and then uh, another one right under here, Northam resign, and then followed by Groundhog Day. <laughs> so he should resign you know, priorities, again. Yeah. Priorities, America. And there's another one that says Phil. By the way, that's, that's in, uh, in a non-related subject, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. So apparently we're, spring's coming early. I think that's what that means. So uh, Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, I don't even have a joke for that. Okay. There is there is no joke. It, the joke is that we're that we still do this. <laughs> That's yeah. the joke. Oh, that. That's the joke. You just said, uh, I'm always coming early. I don't see what the big deal <laughs> is. <laughs> By the way, oh. New York City, mm-hmm. uh, you need to rename your bars because I'm just have <laughs> That's a very different story. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to um, club coming because <laughs> it just sounds sticky. Which, which yeah, that, that's a bad name. It's yeah. a bad name. Yeah, or cock. Um, yeah. So everybody's calling for for Northam to resign. Yeah. Well, this morning mm-hmm. I wake up, check my news, just what I always do every day of my life. That's why you're so depressed. This, I know. And this dem and this <laughs> this article from the Daily Beast says Dems Northam. Or Ralph Northam won't resign after racist photo. Okay. They said so, shocking no one. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to. And I do think he's going to still, by the way. I, the pressure I, will become insurmountable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that he's going to. He'll say this now and he'll try to fight it for a little bit. But 
But there's something in this story that is a little bit interesting. So he, he came out yesterday and he said, I'm sorry. These pictures were very bad. And he he did make an apology. He made a statement addressing the pictures in his yearbook. Ah. Well, then today happened. (laughs) Then today happened. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam has told fellow Democrats in Virginia he will not resign from office after saying Friday he appeared in a racist 1984 photo showing people dressed in blackface in a Ku Klux Klan robe. Okay. Okay. But the key factor in that is he said he was in the picture. Ah. The Virginia Democratic Party said on Twitter, uh, Northam on Friday said he was in the photo, though he did not specify which person. He wouldn't say that. Hmm. And he apologized for it. Now, the governor is reportedly saying he does not believe he was in the 1984 photo on his yearbook page from medical school, Uh. a Democrat told AP. Oh, so it's from medical school. Wow, that's even worse. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a quote. It's not even just the, a high school kid being dumb. It's let me see. medical school. There's. A I mean, that quote. means you've already gone through your undergraduate degree, and you're in medical school. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be like you now being like dressing up in blackface. It's pretty much yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Hold on. Wow. And what med school is putting that in their yearbook? Yeah it, yeah, it wasn't even high school. It was med school. And there's a quote, and it says, uh, this is, I guess, his quote. Cause it's his page, right? Yeah. That's how that works, yeah, right? it is, yeah. It says, there are more old drunks than old doctors in this world, so I'll think, or so I think I'll have another beer. Oh, I see. Trying so to he's be Frank Cavanaugh of Virginia yeah. is what you're telling yeah. me. Maybe he was squee. And his <laughs> interests are pediatrics. Hmm. Where did Kavanaugh go to school? Uh, Harvard? It? No, but like Harvard? I, but during that whole debacle, I thought that was in the Washington, Virginia, D.C. area. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It might be. I, I don't remember. I don't care about him. Maybe he was. But, um, maybe he's one of the uh, the codename drinking buddies in Brett Kavanaugh's calendar. Have you seen this picture, by the way? The the, the picture? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Hold on. I want you to at least get the reaction. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, he won't say which one he's in or which one is him. Yeah, because he wouldn't be able to tell. But, you know, like, if if he's... I, I'm there's things I'm confused about. Obviously, for one, the other three pictures that are on this pic, on this page here are um, of him, clearly of him, in individual roles. But these are personal pictures, so the school doesn't have these. He gave them these pictures. Yeah. So he had to have given the editor of this yearbook that photo. Yeah. And they still went ahead and printed it. I, 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 like, I don't understand any of this. No. And I also don't get that means that he doesn't think it's him, but he thought there was a possibility that it could be. Right. So well, does he have like, like, oh, no, that's not my blackface photo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have that one somewhere else. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. That was from Squeeze Party. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I, 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 was, I was still a white guy. 
in that one. Yeah, no. I, I it just it's just it's absolutely disgusting, and he should resign. <laughs> there's no there's no doubt in my mind that he should resign. This but, is bullshit. I'm taking this to the Supreme Court. I know I'll have sympathetic ears there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This is the one thing that they'll rule for Democrats for once. That's crazy. But anyway, yeah, that's the story with Ralph Northam. By this time that we're recording, he's still governor of Virginia. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to last long. I hope not, for the I love hope of not God. As well. <laughs> it's also good to know, and I didn't catch this, but um, there was a quote put out by the Palmer Report, which, you know, it's the Palmer Report. Oh, that thing is garbage, but go ahead. And there were, this was during 2000, 2000? No, whenever Northam was elected. All right, but can I, can I say this? Like, um, Anything you read from that garbage <laughs> website, take with a gigantic grain of salt yeah. that could crush you if it were dropped on your well, head. This wasn't a um, this wasn't a, a report or anything. It was just a personal comment, and he had been he attacked they're all, Bernie. They're all personal comments on that well, stupid thing. But go ahead. He Sorry. he attacked Bernie Shocking. for not supporting Ralph Northam. Oh yeah. And mm. then commented when Ralph Northam won by saying, "Oh well, I guess he didn't really need Bernie's support anyway. I don't know why he wouldn't support wouldn't support a progressive candidate like oh, this." That's going to age so well. It already has. <laughs> it already has. Oh, Funny, boy. Bernie, the guy who's supposed to only support white racists, mm. uh, didn't support no. the guy with the blackface picture on his yearbook he, page. He had to have known something. Maybe not known, but suspected. Like, oh, or this guy's, maybe it was just uh, obvious that he wasn't progressive. You know, like it well, was to everybody not. else who knew. Yeah. Right, right. He still won, and he brought. It was like a, but it wasn't. It might not have been just because of him, because the whole state went blue that time mm-hmm. around. So it, he might have just been in the right place at the right time. He was. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll keep you updated if uh, anything changes. I can guarantee you this, though. After this, I bet the next governor will be Republican, because that's how this stupid country yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see because it's very new. So the lieutenant governor is going to take over. And if the lieutenant governor kills it, then there's no that's reason why. Yeah. yeah. It's still very early on. Like, Boy, that's could you imagine also if the, the lieutenant uh, governor took over in Pennsylvania? Well, <laughs> so the thing is, like, I, I, I like Tom Wolf. So, like, I'm okay with him staying. But if John Fetterman did. I know. I just said that would be amazing. <laughs> this okay. guy who doesn't ever wear a suit. And looks <laughs> never like, wears a suit. Looks like a literally wrestler. goes to yeah. bars, yeah. <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, that. It would be a yeah, new a image cool for Pennsylvania. I think he's huge too, <laughs> like intimidating as fuck. Yeah. He's like, you will vote for me, or I will crush you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. Uh, let's talk. Let's move on to a little bit more of a cheery subject. Actually, I think all of the stories for the rest of the time are actually kind of cheery. Um, I don't think any of them involve me. Uh, no, not really. Indirectly, indirectly. Oh, I'll, um, I'll give you one quick story about me. So okay. this weekend, I have mm-hmm. decided to pull mm-hmm. out of something again. Uh, I wish I had thought about pulling out earlier. This is a new concept for me. <clears throat> Go ahead. You want actually talk about that for real? Talk about that for because I want to tell. I want to tell you how coincidental this is. Go ahead. Okay. So um, Trump has decided to pull out of the nuclear treaty we had with Russia. Yeah. The one that um, Reagan actually made with Gorbachev. And it was like groundbreaking at the time because the Cold War kind of ended right there. Sort of. Not really, no, but, but sort of. It did. Yeah, kind of. It did. Yeah, not really because it's still kind of going on now. But Look, I cannot 
abide by a treaty that started with the words tear down this wall. Okay? Yeah, exactly. In America, we build walls. We don't tear them down. I know. The Republican idol tore down walls, and now the new Republican idol wants to build them. It's I so know. Isn't it amazing how full circle so that party is? <laughs> so... This is going to sound crazy, but we're actually going to have a, a, a very special guest coming on, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm so excited about that. At my school, I, I went to a lecture, and the lecture was um, this. How all I, fun stories start. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, listen, that's that's who I am. I go to lectures. I can't help it. That's okay. I, I'm going to play well, a story for the listeners later that's not going to start with a very uh, exciting description, but oh, I think you'll like it. So I went to see uh, Stephen Leeper or Leper. I, I'm going to have to ask him how to pronounce that exactly because he just called himself Steve the entire time, um, who's a former chairperson of the Hiroshima or Hiroshima Peace Culture Foundation. Mm. He's been in, in and out of the UN for the last like 15 years trying to talk about a nuclear free world. And uh, the, the, the headliner of this, of this lecture was actually uh, Amiko Okada, who's actually a survivor. Ah. of the nuclear bombings in uh, Hiroshima. And uh, first of all, I have to say, she didn't speak any, she didn't speak a, like a, a bit of English. Mm. She had a translator. Uh, actually, it was Stephen's, uh, uh, his wife. Ah. It doesn't matter that I couldn't, that I don't speak Japanese. I was in fucking tears as she was telling the story. Like you, oh, yeah? it was the most. Oh, it was so sad. You can hear the pain in her voice, and the story is crazy. And I'm hoping Stephen will talk a little bit about that when he comes on. But uh, I met up with him, and I told him, I was like, "Hey, I'm on a podcast. It's not a huge podcast, but you know, would that be something you'd be interested in coming on?" He's like, "Absolutely." The day that he was given that lecture, at the end, we, they asked questions, and this one kid. Uh, said i'm reading an article about trump pulling out of the nuclear agreement and he had not heard this news yet on the day he's at my college mm -hmm. talking about nuclear free world yeah and he mentioned that exact thing between Ray, that's reagan and gorbachev that's the only reason why i knew it happened between reagan and gorbachev yeah. because he told us about it and five minutes later he's finding out that it was just torn apart uh, it was it was a surreal moment. I bet. A fucking surreal moment. It, it, like the whole the whole audience just like got super quiet and was like, wow. oh god. And he was like, What? That happened just now? You could hear how angry he was. Yeah. And, and this wasn't even part of the plan of today's stories, but um I'm I'm super excited that he said yes to coming on the show. Yeah, He's yeah. really excited to come on. Really interesting guy. His goal is to get one billion signatures. So he can take it to the UN. And wow. in less than a year, he has 10 million Japanese signatures. Wow. That's a great and start. And now they're telling, now they're starting to spread throughout the, the world. That's awesome. And they're starting with the US because the US is a big part of this nuclear fucking problem. Uh, yeah. 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 So we're going to try to help spread the word, be the big, we're going to be pioneers of this and we're going to try to push it and stuff like that. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. We're going to work out some That's stuff with him, cool. I think. So I just want to mention that that'll be happening in hopefully I'm going to try next week. We're going to see. Okay. Uh, now I got more. I got more good news. If you want, sure. Bernie Sanders um, at Sanders.Senate.gov, which I recommend if you don't already subscribe to the newsletter there because mm -hmm. they send you um, news that's happening with Bernie Sanders. And I got this in my email a couple days ago saying Sanders introduces a state tax reform to combat inequality. Hmm. Um, all right, so uh, with this tax reform bill, uh, which 
he is calling. Listen, Bernie's great at a lot of things. Maybe naming bills is not one of them. <laughs> For the 99.8% act is what he's calling it. I know it's to the point, but it's just that good. Well, um, at least it, would, it doesn't do the thing that other people do when they name bills where the bill does the opposite of the thing it says. That's true. Like like the Patriot Act, which was actually the most anti-democratic right. yeah. thing that maybe ever well, – Well, it didn't say ever. it's the Democratic Act. It's the Patriot Act. I know, but be in, order to be, in, in order to be a patriot, you'd have to follow the tenets of American society and, you know – no, Taking away personal privacy was not one of those. It didn't say American patriot. It, you can be a patriot of a dictatorship. There were patriots in the Hitler regime. Plenty of them. Plenty of people who loved the, the, the Nazi regime. Okay. So you can be a patriot anywhere you want. Awesome. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay. So the, Tom's a Nazi, the, gotcha. The four, <laughs> and this is why it's a bad name, the four the 99.8% right. act bill would raise 2.2 trillion from the nation's 588 billionaires. In contrast, Senate Republican leadership proposed a uh, bill this week that would repeal the estate tax for the richest 1,700 families in America. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, Which is probably the one that's going to pass. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck um, you doing over there, Bernie? <laughs> Stop yeah. taxing the more. <laughs> So let me break. So instead of breaking it down to you uh, from the Bernie from Bernie's website, and you can go to Bernie uh, to to Sanders uh, Senate gov, and then go to his uh, press or his newsroom, and then press releases, and it'll be there if you want the full article there. Yeah, soon but, to be uh, uh, Sanders twenty twenty dot com. Just saying. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, he should he should use the uh, the campaign slogan. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> He totally should. <laughs> It'd be so bad if he didn't. I don't know what it'll be. It'll probably, it'll probably be some, yeah. feel the burn. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just Let's not burn. make the same mistakes. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so um, the Washington Post took uh, the current law and Bernie's plan mm. and showed the differences. All right? So I'll go over the, the richest names that, and the most familiar names here on okay. this list. We'll start with our good buddy, Jeff Bezos. Ah, everybody's right? favorite. The current law, he has to pay $53 billion in uh, taxes. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sanders' plan, he would have to pay $101 billion. <gasps> That would be amazing. <laughs> Bill Gates currently pays $38 billion in estate tax. Sanders' plan would bump him up to $74 billion. Ah, amazing. Warren Buffett, whose current uh, tax is $33 billion, would have to pay $64 billion. And Mark Zuckerberg, who's $22 billion current, would have to pay $41. So it's essentially almost doubling every one of these taxes. Mm -hmm. Now, that might sound like a lot of money, but it's still denting their fortunes. Yeah, I know. Like, it. They still have just a ton of money. And this, this and is... And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, the estate tax yeah. only takes effect when the estate is transferred. I believe so, yeah. So yeah. it's not the even because they'll be dead. Effect. 
So what difference well, does it make? So let's see. The legislation also aims to crack down on loopholes that allow fortunes to be passed down with lower taxes, including by preventing wealthy families from avoiding certain taxes through annuity uh, trusts. Uh, to prevent the new tax from hitting farmers, the Sanders plan would also allow farmers to reduce the value of their farms by $3 million, up from $1.1 million under the current law. The law would dramatically affect how uh, much taxes the wealthiest Americans pay when they die. Under current law, Jeff B. Bezos heirs would pay $52 billion. So that's what that number is, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, in the state tax upon his death, while Bill Gates would pay 30, $38 billion. So that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't fully explain it, but yeah. So well, it's essentially I mean. like, I, like, doubling that. The thing is, yeah, like this doesn't even take effect until after they're dead, so it will literally right. not affect them. No. Uh, Sanders' plan would reverse a decades-long decline in estate taxes. It would levy a 45% estate tax on those with $3.5 million to $10 million, a 50% tax with those uh, $10 million to $50 million, and a 55% tax from $50 million to $1 billion, oh and then God. 77% with more than $1 billion. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dramatic change from uh, what it currently stands at. Yeah. A dramatic one. Yep. I do find it funny, though, that the, the GOP put out a law that's the exact opposite. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is kind of funny. Yeah. But that was an interesting thing. And um, this happened on January 31st. So he the, the rumors are already out there that he's running for president. And then this comes out. Yeah. And his base, our, you know, you and I and all the other progressives feeding off of this mm-hmm. this is great this is exactly what we hope for i'm not making a billion dollars in my entire life that's not for me mm-hmm. and it's funny i saw this meme that was circulating around my uh, facebook page it was uh of this like really angry i think like a real like um what do they call those tv shows um I'm so old. Uh, I can't. Real reality. Housewives, the reality. reality yeah, the Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And she's just outraged. And the the caption said, um, uh, "Republicans who make under thirty thousand dollars a year, when they find out the the tax, the the, the rich are being taxed. That's the face that they make. <laughs> it's so fucking true. Like the people who are complaining the loudest about this." Are the poorest people in America? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It just shows you how they're fed. You know. Yeah. It's, anyway, there's that. It's like, dude, um, you have, you have like the frame of a 1994 Grand Dam on your front lawn, right? <laughs> like you live in a trailer. Relax. Right. They're not going like, to tax you, like, what are you when doing? you're trying to pass on your hubcaps to your kids but, or whatever. Which is fuck which is, is why I think that Trump is afraid of somebody like Bernie because. I, as dumb as some people are, when they see those kind of things, like, oh, well, yeah, he's a liberal, and I don't, I don't like the abortion thing and all that, but he's going to lower our taxes. That's a big thing for people. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Mm. Also, the people who are complaining about free health care are also a lot of them who are taking Medicare. Southerners, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you know, it's like, wait, free you know, Medicare is free health care, right? Mm-hmm. Stupid people, man. Yeah, but I don't want it for everybody. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, let's move on because we got a couple more. Uh, Bill Maher? You want to move on to a Bill Maher story? Uh, we can go couple on to a Bill Maher story. Couple sure, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So you want to go first? Because you have one as well. Um, actually, why don't you go first? Cause I have to get this set up. Okay. Uh, so this is just a short story, so set up quick. Um, Bill Maher 
for once, we're going to show a couple things that happened on his show or some things that he said that we are okay with. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Maher, you know, gained a little bit of ground on for us, but not much. Uh, Bill Maher, America really does need to build a wall. (gasps) But Tom, you just said this is a good thing. Well, Bill Maher agreed on Friday that America needs to build a wall. This is just funny, by the way. It has no, this is no policy or anything like that. <laughs> but not the barrier that President Donald Trump is advocating on the what? U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah. Instead, the real-time host said the country should construct a seawall to combat climate change because the ice is melting and rising oceans are going to swallow Miami. Uh, Mars said to uh, Senator Marco Rubio that in 20 years, you're going to be the senator from Atlantis. <laughs> I just, I love that quote. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic quote. Yeah, I quote. thought that was pretty good, too. I was impressed when he said that. Uh, what is it with Republicans and the environment, Mar asked? They never waver in their commitment to do nothing. Carbon is killing us, he laid it, He uh, added later. Mm-hmm. Mexicans are not. It's true. And, you know, like, that. it's good points. And I, I mainly just wanted to cover this little part because of the Marco Rubio quote. I yeah, that was great. Yeah. But something else apparently happened on uh, Bill Maher's show that I was unaware of. You actually texted me this this morning. Yeah. So what did happen? Well, he had um, the mayor of my fair city, New York. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. No, not Michael Bloomberg. Rudy Giuliani. No, no. Who the fuck is the, 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 the guy now? The mayor? Who's the mayor now? Bill de Blasio. Oh, the Italian who eats pizza with a fork and knife, like no. a real Italian. Interesting. Okay. Well, to be fair, so does Donald Trump. Well, that's unfortunate to hear because that's actually the way like Italians in Italy eat pizza. So no, is it? Fork and knife. Fork and knife? Yeah. No. Yeah, but it's not the way New Yorkers come. New Yorkers, yeah. I know. They had to fold the fucking yeah. greasy thing. It's you disgusting. come to New York, you fold your fucking pizza, okay? <laughs> you fold your fucking pizza. It's droopy. It's and you got shove no in your face and you move the you fuck on. We got shit to and do. And it's a fucking huge slice for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> yeah, dollar pizza right down City. by the Port Authority. <laughs> there you go, yeah. It's made with that New York City water. Yeah. You know, that's why some people believe New York pizza is so good is because of the city water. Yeah, I know. I know. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, what's in the water then? I don't know. Well, apparently water is important. Okay, yeast? so now, now you have me on a whole <laughs> what they, different topic. What do they have yeast in the water? What the fuck's going on there in New York? So here's the thing. Now, I do not... Uh, <gasps> the rats. It's the rats. The, well, the pizza rat in particular. Um, yeah. I, I don't typically agree that Sam Adams beer is all that great. <laughs> okay. They think it's great, though. Who thinks it's great? Sam Adams does. The company, not the person. I would sure hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah without the person. Thanks <laughs> yeah. clarifying, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody knows that they're based in Boston, right? I didn't, but okay. No, well, Sam Adams is based in Boston. Yeah. I went to their, I went to the yeah. brewery. It's nice. But most of their beer is not brewed there. As a matter of fact, almost none of it is. I was going to say, because it wasn't a huge plant. <laughs> it's actually brewed in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh. There's a gigantic warehouse where most of the Sam Adams beer comes from hmm. in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I didn't know that. Now, they think their beer tastes the way it does because of the Boston water. So what they do is they literally take the Allentown water, strip away everything so it's just H2O, and then add in what they think is in the Boston water. What they think is in the Boston water? Yeah. I guess they've done analysis. You know, you can analyze water. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you totally can. Yeah, and so Wait. they take the minerals out from the Allentown water and add in the minerals from the Boston water, so that they get a consistent product. So you're saying Pennsylvania water's inferior? 
<laughs> no, because on the other hand, Weyerbacher needs the Eastern water to make their beer. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when they moved their warehouse across the street, they had to do the same process with the water because across the street was a different um, water system, I guess. Like a different company ran the water system. So they had to do the exact same thing to get sorry, the Eastern just- water. <laughs> This is just funny to me that you're like a beer historian. <laughs> like I know. Like they don't offer that class in my school for my history major. No, yeah. <laughs> my history degree. Anyway. <laughs> no, so, not anyway. Go on with the Bill de Blasio story. So Bill de Blasio was on Bill Maher's show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what happened? <laughs> and I was um actually pretty impressed with his platform. So instead of telling you what it is, I'm just gonna let oh. him say it. Go to Rabbit. Are you there? I'm at Rabbit. All right, here we go. Actually, the Democratic Party at its best. I agree. There's something good going on here. You know, when it was the power brokers deciding who had a shot and who didn't, that's when we should have been upset. This is actual open democracy. It's yes. anyone's ballgame. I know, but I'm not running for president. You might be. That's what I'm saying. For you, what uh, you got to ask yourself, what do I got? that the rest of these people He's don't got. He's a big guy. What do you got that they don't have? I'm not here to compare against others, but I'll say what I'm doing in my city because I think that's the important point. We believe in New York City that we have to be bold about progressive solutions, that we have to stop being apologetic. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite sick of Democrats who are afraid to be Democrats, who are afraid to be bold and progressive. Okay. So far, I was impressed, but I thought, you know, that could just be rhetoric. Although, I mean, it, he did just... Basically, pass universal health care in New York City. Right. Yeah, we've been covering some of the things that he's been doing uh, in New York. And he's doing them because he is definitely running for president. Yeah. That's why he's. That's why I hope he does because he's going to have to continue to pass this good legislation to make it look like he's really progressive. Right. And here's the thing. Yeah. I know a lot of people, specifically progressives, like to talk about the intent of laws. Yeah, I was I just actually leaning toward that. Don't give a shit. <laughs> as long as they happen. I don't. If they happen and they have the desired effect, I don't care why he passed them. I don't care if it's I, because he ran for president. The only care. time I would care, right, is if he does this stuff in New York to show he's a progressive, which, you know, he m- might very well be. He mm-hmm. could be a perfectly well-intentioned progressive yeah. for all that I know, except for the Amazon thing, which is still boggles my mind. But Which might not anyway. happen, by the way. That deal is falling apart. Good. Yeah. It needs to fall apart. But it'll probably still happen, but it might not. But but here's the thing. If he wins, which he, he won't. He won't. No, he but if he not. wins no. and he becomes president, now he doesn't have to appeal to anybody. He just won. He did what he had to do. So what's his real policy? Is it is it going to be the same or is it not going to be the same? That's where I would that's where I would be concerned for now and, here, and for you. But in the here city, is where my personal cares? selfishness takes over because I'm in New York, so I don't give a fuck because he would have already passed all that shit for me. That is true. <laughs> so that is true. Good luck, rest of the country. Yeah. yeah uh, anyway, he he had more to say. So uh, here we go. I just realized so our name on. We last month I said let's stop waiting for the things we should get from Washington, like Medicare for all, single-payer health insurance. Let's stop waiting. Let's guarantee health care for every New Yorker. We're doing that now. Every New Yorker will have a right to health care. But, but that's New York. You know, I mean, look at some of the red state Democrats who win. There's not many. People like Sherrod Brown, right, Amy Klobuchar, mm-hmm. um, Claire McCaskill until recently, 
uh, Joe Manchin in West Virginia. <laughs> they wouldn't say something like that. I don't think, would they? Uh, maybe they can, wouldn't can have. this play all over the country? Doesn't the, the secret to winning for the Democrat is you have to, the progressives and the centrists, and you have to somehow convince both of them you're talking to both of them. Uh, okay. Now, this is where I was expecting to be yeah. sorely disappointed. Yeah. Because this is where most politicians fail. And their assessment and say because yes. they really are trying to appeal. Yeah, and they would say yes okay. to that question, which I think the question is, it's a fair question because that's a question that gets asked a lot. So yeah, well, yeah especially coming says. from Bill Maher, who believes it. But right, exactly. Um, let's see what De Blasio says. I think that is a conventional wisdom we were all taught, and I think mm. it was a lie. Wow. The wow. centrist got us nowhere. And by the way, when it comes to the 2020 Democratic nomination process, centrists need not apply, in my view. Wow. What? Uh, the progressive wing. What? Is what's ascended no right now left. for a reason. Because progressives provide an idea of the Democratic Party that's truly identifiable. The people will know. If you say we guarantee health care, if you say we're going to ensure that people have a living wage, we're going to address this madness of the 1% taking all the wealth and power for themselves. People know which side you're on. They can identify. The only reason Donald Trump had a chance in 2016 was that too many working Americans didn't know if Hillary Clinton was on their side. She tried to articulate a vision. I don't want to take that away from her. But people couldn't tell if she was a part of the elite that had caused their problems or if she was part of uh, a process of change. What we have to do as Democrats is be so bold and so clear that it's unmistakable. Another example, in New York City, we are going to pass a law guaranteeing two weeks paid time off, two weeks paid vacation for every single working New Yorker. Nice. People need time for themselves the and their families. <laughs> because people are working, they're working harder and harder. You Fuck see you what's happening in our society. People are working harder and harder. They're getting less and less for it. We have to show people we're on their side and we're going to do something about it. And this will, you think, change the view of people in the country at large about Democrats because... And then Bill Maher tries yeah, it. Yeah, Bill Maher beats Bill, yeah. Bill Maher. So yeah, I... Okay, so halfway through that, I, I, I'm like, wait, this sounds like rhetoric from Bernie Sanders, like directly know. from his mouth. I know. He even, he even went as far as talk about the 1%, which I did not see coming at all in that conversation <laughs> I, at I all. I know, I know. So that was pleasant. I actually, man, I'm confused. Yeah, all right. right. So it it was way, impressive in a way that way you didn't I've, expect. No, yeah, the way I've always viewed de Blasio is in the, in the way like, He's left of center, not even close to center, but he's not progressive. That's mm -hmm. the way my brain's always viewed him. Now, I don't live in the city, and I don't know shit about him. Mm -hmm. So um, seeing something like this is it's something. Yeah. I didn't – yeah. The thing is, yeah, if he was really trying to coddle to centrists, he would not have said no – Centrists need not apply. Yeah. Yeah. He literally said, "Go, no, I'm good. I can, I'll, I'll win with just the progressives." Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's shocking. Right. That's shocking. It's impressive. So, yeah. So, you think he's gonna run? Absolutely. He wouldn't be doing any of this if he weren't. What if he doesn't run? Whatever. We got some good policy out of it. So. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> like, how does that change? Like, I don't know what your current stand, uh, your your opinion is on him, but how does that change if he decides? No, nah, I'm not really. I'm not planning on running. I mean, he does look like he didn't 
steer away from that 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 comment. Well, they, when Bill Maher, well, said. I didn't play the clip, but later he's explicitly asked by Bill Maher, "Are you going to run?" And he says, "I'm keeping that option available." So, so he, yeah, he's so running. he's running. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is it a good idea for him to run? I don't even yes. know. I don't even know where we stand. You think so? Absolutely. For the city, it's going to be unbelievable. Well, for the city, yeah. But I'm looking at um, large scale. Like, I'm happy that Cory Booker put his name into the presidential race, but mm-hmm. not for the same reason. Not for the reason that I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. But because it divides the centrist between Harris this, and Booker a little bit more. This won't divide anybody. Because, you don't think that that's going to steal votes from Bernie? Because it's like having it's like having you know the original recipe and like a version of it. True. Like, we have the one that everybody wants, where all the ideas came from. Anyway, so I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. It's just like Martin O'Malley didn't steal any votes from Hillary Clinton. True. Yeah, so, and he was a centrist yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that was. I appreciate you playing that. That mm-hmm. was uh, gave me a different uh, mindset yeah. on um, on 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 the man. And I mean, by oh. far the path. I mean, he's the best mayor New York City has had in decades. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. I mean, oh, between yeah, Bloomberg and Giuliani, <laughs> yeah, it was a which, shit show which here. that take, which that takes up quite a bit. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a, what I'm saying. That's a lot of time. Yeah, Giuliani was mayor before nine eleven. Because I believe it was two terms for Giuliani. Was it three for Bloomberg? Like, yeah, Bloomberg found a way to get a third term. <laughs> Because he's a billionaire. He just gets spending a lot of money. I know. Well, he changed a law to something. I don't know. Of course. Yeah. As billionaires tend to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's, I'm, you know what, we're going to skip the Howard Schultz stuff. So just in case you don't know, the former CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, is running for president. And um, the and one thing that he's done is the thing he said he would do. Right. He want his, his entire platform, because he has no policy, by the way. No policy. Other than he doesn't want to tax the rich. That's his policy. Right. And he hates Trump. Yeah. That's it. He hates Trump. He doesn't want to tax the rich. And his policy is he wants to unite America. And he has (laughs) because the poll numbers have come out. So I have those numbers. Okay, Tom, go for it. According to this poll, this is from The Hill, by the way, yeah. 50% of Democrats responded uh, that responded said they view Schultz as unfavorable, <laughs> while 43% of Republicans and 31% of independents responded the same. So, I mean, oddly enough, oddly enough, I think he's running as a Democrat. He's running as an independent. Independent. Yeah. But he, you know, the Democrats are the ones that kind of like adopted him. He's not leaning to the well, Republican side. Well, he said he was a Democrat. But Republicans like him more. <laughs> Democrats hate him. Well, because he said he wasn't going to tax the rich. That's Republican policy. Yeah. And, but even with that said, 43% of Republicans came in and said they don't like him. Well, he also doesn't like Trump, so. Right. That's, yeah. And then 31% of independents, his own fucking party, which is not of, really a yeah. party, um, said they don't like him. Yeah. So those are the poll numbers right there. So he has brought um, America together and hate him. <laughs> so, yeah. Well done, Schultz. The poll also found, by the way, that Schultz, uh, his name was less well-known among respondents. 50 per six, uh, 56% of people polled said they've never heard of him. <laughs> so 56 said they don't know him, but 50% don't like him. <laughs> That's funny. So. so that was it for that. And just to add another name to that, we already mentioned Cory Booker's uh, name. So He's those running. are the two add-ons into yeah. the, to no. the election. But like we said, so we're not going to... That we're just going to mention when they join. Just I'm not going to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And if there's any major news uh, situations. And then one very quick story to end it. I know we've had a lot of stories, but um, Michael Moore suggests the Democrat who could crush, crush Donald. Oh, speaking. So difficult. Okay. You can do this, Tom. <laughs> I spit the bad words out. <laughs>
Michael Moore suggests the Democrat who'd crush Donald Trump if she were old enough. Now, who could that be? Who do you think Michael Moore, the director in, uh, uh, of documentaries such as Fahrenheit 9-11, Fahrenheit 11-9, just to name two. Um, <laughs> With almost the same name. <laughs> almost the exact same name. I Who imagine he's, he's talking, talking about? about AOC. Ah, he's talking about AOC. Yeah. Michael Moore lamented the constitutional rule that sets a minimum age of 35 to be president on Friday's broadcast by NBC's The Last Word. The documentary filmmaker said it was too bad because otherwise Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would have been able to throw her hat into the ring. Mm-hmm. And he believes would win. Crush, no. crush Donald Trump. Of course she would. She's a leader. Everyone knows it. Everyone feels it. She's a leader of this mass movement. And she drives the right crazy. And that motivates the left. And I got to tell you Just the way that him driving the – Trump driving the left crazy motivates the right. And Michael Moore, who I've I've always loved Michael Moore. I know you've been iffy at times with Michael Moore, Mm -hmm. but I I think you generally like him, right? Yeah, yeah. He accurately predicted the election no, way yeah. before anyone else. No. Like a year before, he said Donald Trump. He went on MSNBC's, uh, what's the, the young progressive's name? Or the young sort of progressive name? What's his name? He, um, the one Sam Cedar goes on all the time. Oh. Uh, Chris Hayes? Chris Hayes, No, yeah. Chris Hayes. That's right. He, he went on that show, I believe, and he, he predicted like a year before. He said, hmm, oh, Trump will win this presidency. Well, to be and fair. And he laid out why. Uh, right around, actually, it might have even been before he did that. Uh, Cenk Uger of the Young Turks went on CNN and said the same thing that he thought Trump would win. Right. Yeah. So, and he I predicted, mean, and this is the eerie part, he predicted because he would win Ohio and Pennsylvania. <laughs> there you go. And apparently, Wisconsin and Mich- yeah. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. I don't even think he saw the Democrats losing Michigan. That was, no. yeah, that was, that's, that's a tough one. That was a tough one. That was tough. But, um, yeah. And that's, that's literally the article, by the way, that's all. And there's a clip we could play, but it's, it's no big deal. Um, I, I just wanted to add that in because it just goes to show you that AOC is really making a, a, a statement. You know, you would think the way we talk about her and the way that people either love or hate her, that she's been a Congresswoman for 30 years. It's been a month. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just been a couple of weeks. <laughs> literally literally a month, not counting the election cycle. Yeah. She's only been in office since the beginning of January. No, middle January. Yeah, yeah. And she's done all of this. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's just kind of cool. Yeah. Did you is. did you have a clip? I did. So this is, um, this is of AOC, but it has nothing to do with Michael Moore. Okay. Um, she went on the Intercepts podcast and told a story about how she got on the committees that she's on. Ooh, I haven't heard this yet. So, I'm, and so one. that sounds incredibly boring, <laughs> like a congressperson telling you about how they get on committees. But yeah, AOC makes it very exciting. So I'll okay. play that clip. Let's, let's take a listen. And just give me a second, because this might take a second. Hurry up! Losing interest. <laughs> That's okay. I can always just cut out excess. All right. So here we go. Industry it regulates. The more money you're expected to be able to raise, and therefore, you have to ante up. And this is not kind of a theoretical thing. There's they put a they put a price right. on this stuff, um, and they call it dues. Right. And you 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 turn this money over to the the DCCC. Yeah, I remember. Um 
in kind of expressing interest in in which committees I wanted. First, very early after I won my primary, uh, there was a lot of outreach from incumbent from incumbent Democrats. And the one question that everyone kept asking was, what committee do you want to be on? What committee do you want to be on? And I literally had just gotten elected. And I'm like, I don't know. What committees are there? You know, there's, there's uh, and, and they do change in name but from yeah. one administration, one majority to another. And everyone was, was so uh, immediate in that one question, not how are you doing? How are you coping? Right. Hey, you came out of nowhere. How, you know, it was what committee do you want to be on? And I remember thinking, wow, like, why is this the question? And I spent one day in D.C. and I met with some folks. And um, and it wasn't until like the very end of the day that that I was told, well, you know, if you want a good committee, you you got to raise funds. Mm-hmm. And um, and I and I remember saying, well, and I was like, because at that time I had raised funds for other progressive candidates. I had driven folks to their donation links and things like that. And so by that time we had raised over, you know, I think fifty or a hundred thousand dollars for other other progressive, non corporate funded campaigns. And I was like, oh, but I I am raising funds. And they're like, oh no 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 to to you know the 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 D trip. And I was like, oh. Um, but I had just gone through this year with, where, at the time, the D-Trip had gone against other progressive mm-hmm. candidates. And I was like, okay, well, I remember leading that. I'm like, well, I'm going to get put on some terrible committee. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, election time comes. And there, we're just getting our committee assignments this week. So it's January you know, of, of the new term. But we've basically spent the last three months since election day lobbying. And it's this very opaque process. No one gives you a sheet of paper and says, like, this is how you get on a committee. And so a lot of freshmen are just kind of babes in the woods. Like, how do I do this? And you just talk to a lot of people. Um, but one of the interesting developments on financial services is is uh, it's because we were asking to be put on an exclusive committee and financial services is an exclusive committee. And for a freshman, that's a very, that does not normally happen. And uh, and then we started feeling like suddenly this request was being made, was, was much more, we're feeling much more reception to this request than we had anticipated. We're like, hmm, what's going on? And I had sat down with, with um, Chairman Waters, I had spoken with a lot of other members, and it seems like we're in this very interesting moment where after the financial crisis, all these activists and advocates really started zeroing in on the Financial Services Committee, and because its members were getting so much more scrutiny than they had in the past, it no longer became the same kind of fundraising committee because those members were getting targeted a lot. And so... As a result, a lot of these even incumbent members that were on it have left the committee to go to other money committees. Hmm. Um, and so it's opened up this huge window. And so this year, the Financial Services Committee has actually been staffed with a lot of progressives on it yeah. um, to, to kind of occupy that space. And in fact, frontline members are it's seen as too difficult of an assignment, like on judiciary you'll have too many tough votes. So a lot of frontline members aren't on financial services. Some still are, but um, but it's an interesting, I think, like sea change. Yeah, I, I think it's changed dramatically from when I was appointed to the committee, and I was appointed as a first-term member. Uh, 
But anyway, so that's how she got in the community. Yeah. Wow. That's that's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. That's pretty amazing. I know because and it's amazing because other uh, uh, politicians didn't want to deal with the scrutiny. Yeah. Of yeah. where their donations came from. It, it's amazing too because it just like shows you exactly what kind of what kind of person she is. <laughs> She's like, oh, the scrutiny. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And then she doesn't care. She doesn't care. No. No. Scrutinize me. Sure. Go for it. No. Yeah, she uh, also was dealing with um, a bunch of hate phone calls being left on her um, office uh, voicemail. And the way she dealt with this, she's like, well, if you guys think that you can call and it's anonymous, well, good luck. Or yeah. she said enjoy. I think she said enjoy because she's rerouting those to the, the, the local police department, the FBI yeah. field office there. So it's not, not anonymous with them. No. <laughs> and that was a response to a conservative congressperson tweeting at um a young progressive congressperson who is muslim mm. about i guess the the conservative was jewish and had gotten some kind of hate voicemail from an anti-semite oh. and she's like yeah i was too by the way and and she's <clears throat> trying to say you know these are your people like they, they, he has no idea that that's her no. people but no no and she's no. like well i get a lot of hate voicemails too and aoc was just saying so do right. i and you know so it was a whole thing that started, you know, with an idiot on the right. And by the way, if if you don't think YouTube is listening in on our conversation, what's the next video that's scheduled to play? Uh, I have no idea. It says billionaire activist. AOC is the centrist, not Howard Schultz. <laughs> yeah. No, up at the very oh, top. Yeah. That's yep. the next video that's gonna play after this. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. Oh, she man. is the centrist. Globally. Yeah. Like when we talk yeah. about global politics, <laughs> AOC is a centrist, and Bernie's even more centered. <laughs> so, well, that's enough. Uh, that's enough for the news. A, a Trump-free Trump report. It's weird. <laughs> God damn it! Again, this has my name on it, like so many things that fail. Like so many things, and well, you failed to have me on my own report. I, we did, but eh, hey, whatever. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will have the uh, Twitter time. It's the Twitter time, I guess. The Twitter time. <laughs> That's how you know uh, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the Twitter time now. When I'm starting to say the... It used to just be Twitter time, and now it's the Twitter time. Welcome back to the Dowcast, everybody. It's been a while <sighs> since I said that. God, Ooh, God damn, it's built up. The Dowcast. It's built up like a... Like a, like a load of laundry <laughs> i have to say though it's been a while since um what? don't do it god damn you tom <laughs> what <laughs> you're what? about to sing <laughs> not gonna let you do it but no. this mm, but i haven't seen peter dow post anything ridiculous in a been while, a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay unlike when we stream i can actually just cut that out so mm. well since peter dow what posted anything that seemed ridiculous but i haven't seen him no. post anything in a while so there must be other centrists that are getting on the nerves of progressives because I haven't yeah. seen Peter Dow retweet. Like it used to be when I check our timeline, no, just like time. people dunking on Peter Dow. Yeah. He's almost a non-factor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Austin. <sighs> Listen, buddy, you knew it was going to come back eventually. You knew I couldn't be lazy for the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> it was about to come back. You started it. You're the one that posted the question <laughs> thing. This is your fault. You beat me to it. Uh, 
yeah, so how I are we did. just getting it over with? Okay. Do you know what time it is? No, Tom. What time is it? How do you not know what time it is? I mean, it's part of... Don't you read the fucking show notes? I... I <laughs> we, show we, notes. Dis, we discussed this at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm sorry. That's the funniest, do you want me to re- funniest do you thing want me- you've ever said is... That's <laughs> we- <laughs> show notes. <laughs> <laughs> My show notes are on notepad and it's just the intro. <laughs> it's the show notes. <sighs> uh, anyway, it's turning time! <laughs> First official poll of 2019. <laughs> forgot for a second. Forgot what year it was. I forgot. All this 2020 talk really throws you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. it really did. Uh, actually, you put one poll. Let me get that poll up first. Um, how many times will press secretary uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders lie this week? Four options 1 to 15, yeah. <laughs> 20 to 40. Mm-hmm. 50 to 100 or yeah. way more than those. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner was I way more than way those. More. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the poll didn't get as much traction, but I thought it was funny. That's because I mistakenly only left it up for a day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I left mine up for the entire week and didn't get that much. Work, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, go for uh, it. Second poll. Uh, which of these people who have not announced their run for president in 2020 should? Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Not bad, right? Not bad. Four options. One of them already announced. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucked up my poll. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh, no, you know. Cory Booker, who uh, already announced. But had 0% of the vote. So thankfully, it's like we just eliminate him. And then Bernie Sanders. Now, of course. Now, now, let me go on record and say that most of our followers are going to lean one way. Now, they do tend to lean another way, and sometimes even another way. So, you're saying that the poll was rigged? <laughs> sort of. This poll, much like the election, was rigged. I won't say it was rigged. Like, I didn't go in and and change the numbers. You can't do that yet. It was rigged. Get on that. Totally rigged. But um, the winner was Joe Biden. (laughs) I just want to see your reaction. You were about to be like, listen, and then you just made this like, like, like you just watched someone die. Oh, that he touched me weird. Like, he touches a lot yeah, of people weird. Yeah, like, n- let's be careful. He doesn't touch people. He touches little girls. Like, not, like, sexually, but, like, just like a just creepy old man. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, Joe, no, you're not the, even doing it right. The, yeah, no. You gotta go under the skirt. Gotta um, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> the, win- the winner was Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah? How was it? <laughs> With 61% of the vote. Oh, yeah? So just because just this is scientific evidence that if Bernie ran against Clinton, it should have won 61 to 26. <laughs> And Joe Biden is our Martin O'Malley with 13%. <laughs> See, Bernie over Clinton. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, but that, again, it's a rigged poll. I knew it was going to end up totally like that. Rigged. That'd be funny. All right. Are you ready for some of the greatest, the greatest questions <laughs> ever asked in the world? Sure. All right. You sure? Because 
They're weird. No, I've been asked weird questions this week, so I'm ready for it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> First one comes from the Secular Not As Good As Dumb All Over Soup podcast at Secular Not As Good As Dumb All Over Soup on Twitter. Mm. Which one of you do you think would win in a fist fight? Now, before we answer, uh-huh. a mutual friend of ours... <laughs> Joe, Soda Wada 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 33, said if he was a gambling man, Austin for $50? Joe. I got 50 bucks on me already. That's a lot of pressure. I responded, I responded as classy as possible by posting a picture of Trump looking into a microphone. Oh, very classy, Tom. (laughs) And he responded with Sheldon Cooper saying, You know I'm right. Mm. And then propaganda, Stephen, said, uh, That's. Not their type of fisting. <laughs> <laughs> and then Secular Soup said, as far as you know. Uh, so that tr- that thread was really weird. That thread was really weird. Um, okay, so who would win in a fist fight? Who would win in a fist fight? Well, yeah. seeing as only one of us has been in a fist fight and won, I think it would be me. Yeah, just because I've never been in a fist fight doesn't mean that I wouldn't kick your ass. You wouldn't? I would... I would kick your ass. Not even close. You know why? You know why? Why? Because I'm Italian, all right? And let me tell you something, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why all of a sudden Joe Pesci came <laughs> at me, but anytime time somebody gets into a fight with an Italian, do you know who wins? The Italian. Mm. You know what happens to the loser? No, no one does because he's dead. <laughs> you say that, and I would still win. Yeah. Please. I would. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Need to my, watch West Side Story. <laughs> my gra- my grandfather one time, I was like, uh, I, for- I, I forgot what I was doing. I was just annoying the crap out of him. Mm. Um, and then uh, I pretended to like stand up to him. This is when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I pretended to stand up like I was about to fight. And he was sitting on his couch, just like, he's a big fat guy, just sitting on his couch, literally drinking wine with a fucking bread roll next to him. <laughs> and he's eating. And he looks at me, he says, in, his, in the most broken accent, it's like, Go ahead, hit me. I'll give you one free shot, mm. but you better kill me because when I get up, you're dead. <laughs> I was like, and I I'm bet good. you believed him. Oh, I was done. I, no. Yeah, I was done. The chest hair and the bling was showing. I was done. Yikes. And then the fact that he hung out with John Gotti in the 80s, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, mm-hmm. though. Uh, I, I, I am, as I mentioned on a, on, on a stream, a live stream, I am a pacifist. I'd never fought before. I've been in fights so you would lose by default i i've been in fights yeah. where um like people fucking attack me for no reason and i went over this on stream but mm-hmm. um for no reason no literally no <laughs> reason know, just literally no reason like we're playing dodgeball after school and a kid gets hit in the face on my team i have a dodgeball in my hand so and clearly he wasn't somehow you. and he somehow put it together like oh that was him because I think we had a, a, an argument in class that day or something. Ah, gotcha. And he, he knocked me over, took my glasses off my face, rolled them across. Thank thank you for doing that, by the way, Jason. Well, that's actually kind of nice that he took them yeah. off. He could have just broken them. He could have. That would have been annoying. I got one day detention for that. Did and you? he got like two weeks in school suspension or something like that's that. That's why you got to fight off school campus, stupid. Yeah. Well, nowadays at our school, like if you get into a fight, the police get involved instantly, no matter what, even mm. if it's just a basic brawl. Yeah. And you're talking about fines and stuff like that, uh, which did not happen back then. 
But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd still win. <laughs> you would not. You're a pacifist. You can't win. I would win. Because you wouldn't fight because, back. Because I'm Italian. As no. soon as those Italian balls come out, you're dead. Please. I would grab you and throw you out the window. <laughs> and it would be easy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little heavy. Can you pick up 220 pounds? I don't think you can. I have. All right. Well, maybe you win then. <laughs> <laughs> the next question uh, comes from at MC Variety Hour. That's the Mildly Crawford show. That's the one. Do we blame Canada for the polar vortex? Uh, of course. Yeah, fuck you, Canada. Are you serious? South Park came and wrote a song all about blaming Canada. <laughs> oh my God. It's literally their fault. Yeah, it's so. literally from the polar areas of the world. And where's the polar area? This isn't a Glenn Beck conspiracy. It's from Canada. But as you'll see on the chalkboard, uh, it's Canada who's up here, yeah. and, and Canada has and hand in it, so it's Canada. <laughs> the polar vortex is a Nazi! Yeah. <laughs> made it just is. as much sense as a Glenbeck conspiracy. Mm. Which is the only reason that it was led in the country. <laughs> uh, now for the serious answer? Yeah. No. It's called climate change. <laughs> yeah. It's really but our yes, fault, Canada. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, let's see. Well, partly Canada and the industrialized countries. Hmm. Yeah, everybody. How about everybody? Everybody, yeah. I won't blame like we've broken the planet. <laughs> African countries. Yeah, it's not. There's hot certain there. African countries. There's <laughs> certain uh, Asian countries that still don't. They're not fully industrialized. I can't really blame them. No, I mean you could say that if they were, they would. But they yeah, can't, absolutely, so they they totally. They're human still. Yeah. Next one from my friend Jesse Hoffner at Jesse Hoffner. How much do you think the video of Bernie drinking shirtless with Soviets in 1988 will help improve his chances in 2020, assuming he runs? A lot or President Conrad Sanders? <laughs> I think they so, will give him a little bump because it is entertaining. It's very entertaining. And, and when I think you learn- it's, it's going to have the same effect that the college dancing video yeah. of AOC had. Well, there's a, all right. So a, a couple things. One- this video originally surfaced in 2016. So this is already only, old news. Yeah. And the only reason why I found out about that is because when I did my own research, I had never seen that before. I never saw that in 2016. No. So when I was doing my own research, I found a, an article from Bloomberg.com. And Bloomberg.com- Even then, Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> yeah. Talked about it. But when I read where the, when the article was from, it was from like 2015. Mm -hmm. So they already covered this during the 2016. There was even apparently a question of, uh, asked about this um, in a couple town halls that I just somehow missed. Yeah. The story is not what Republicans are trying to twist anyway. It's, uh, it, I don't think this is Republicans that are doing this. Or centrist Democrats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which might actually be them for real. Um, but I mean- Soviets in 1988, 88 is important moment to realize uh, to, to, in this story, because if you follow a little bit of Russian history, the communist regime of Stalin, well, there was a few in between, I believe, but this ending that ended and then it ended with Gorbachev. Mm -hmm. Gorbachev came in and he, he was not perfect by any means, but he opened up Russia to the world for the first time in a long fucking time. Well, that was, Before that, was, that, that was back when um, the U.S. was into tearing down walls rather than building them. Right, right. And it was, we talked about this earlier in the show. It was he and Reagan who got the nuclear arms uh, deal that was just torn apart. 
written down. Uh, the wall was broken down. Germany was reunited. Uh, Western culture was finally allowed back into Russia. Mm-hmm. That's how people found out about like the Beatles and stuff. It, it was it, it was there. It leaked into Russia, but it wasn't allowed. Boy, that would suck too. Well, I've actually experienced this, but it sucks to learn about and become a fan of the Beatles after John Lennon is already dead. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it's a wild it's a wild story, but because it's 1988, you have to remember it was a different Russia. And then after he gets kidnapped and oh a boy. new regime takes over, then it becomes Russia that we know now. Yep. And eventually it's to Putin, but it's a different Russia in 1988. So for any progressives who are worried about that, it's so easily debunked. It's actually hilarious. So let this. And also, I, run all with this. of this was talked about in 2016. It was, yeah, because they'd say, "Oh, he took his honeymoon to the USSR," but it really, really right. wasn't the USSR anymore. And no. it was only coincidence that it was like it wasn't really his honeymoon. It's no, just that no. they were doing an exchange program. Right. Um, the mayors of certain American cities would exchange with the mayors of, or the leaders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were called mayors in right. in Russian cities, and that's how I think. I think they were like provincial or province governors or something like that. Yeah, I don't whatever. Know. Yeah. Something of that nature. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And when I saw that, I, I was worried that oh, was this is this bad? And then when I actually found out about it, now for the people who don't do the research in that, yeah, they might think it's bad. But but it's still it's still pretty awesome. <laughs> He's sitting there, I, yeah. drinking and singing. This is uh, this is your land. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the other thing to take into factor is he's looked 90 since the fucking 70s. Yeah, he's always Because been that, that was 88, yeah. and he looks the exact same. His mm-hmm. lens on his glasses is the only thing that changed. Yep. It's crazy. Um, next question from our good friend, uh, Stephen Prepaganda. Uh, if you two were presidential slash vice presidential ticket, what would your slogan be? Hmm. I assume for this upcoming election. Sure. Might have to steal the one that I was going to give Bernie. Say that hindsight is twenty twenty. I say, hmm. <laughs> and who would be president? Who would be vice president? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do what, what, what do you think? Uh, you'd probably have to be run as the presidential candidate. Why would I have to do that? Because they always elect the white guy. <laughs> Maybe we change. How about we change up the status quo? Yeah, we lose. Why? <laughs> I'll just be a, like a Dick so, Cheney vice president. I'll just actually but, do everything. But don't you think that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can win? Well, some people transcend with their amazing personality. I do not possess such a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> Conan fans will love you because no, they're going to think you're Schlansky. Maybe. Uh, I don't – what would our slogan be? Um, from top to bottom, <laughs> we are the choice. That does not work for us. <laughs> <laughs> How about we're barely lethal? <laughs> oh, my God. I Sorry. believe somebody already has that tagline. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. I don't know. <laughs> how about how about uh, feel the dumb? Mm, maybe mm, I don't know. <laughs> Look, can't get any we worse. Could just, <laughs> we could just be dumb all over. How yeah. about that be our slogan? <laughs> yeah. It'll be advertisement for the podcast, and it'll be our slogan. Be really condescending. <laughs> it's like thank you all for your support, and remember, dumb all over. No. <laughs> like, wait, what? No. <laughs> what did he just say? Yeah, it's crazy. All right, now you're ready for the lightning round. <laughs> oh, the lightning round. This lightning maybe, round is maybe just something simple like, you know, America, we got your back. Yeah. 
Although, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll I don't know if it. that would work for us because they might take that differently. No. no. <laughs> how about how about uh, if you want to stick in like the simple realm, we could just be like, well, we're obviously better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, this lightning round is brought to you by Dr. Ninja Monkey. Oh, boy. That's right, the Dr. Ninja Monkey, <laughs> now on sale for 75% off. No. First question, best pizza, because in parentheses, I'm currently hungry. Best pizza? Uh, does he mean style or toppings? Oh, I assumed he meant from a place. Like an actual... Like, like, like a, who makes the best pizza? Mm. You see, I don't know. That, that's such an open-ended question. So uh, let me start off with style. I I like Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Or well, New York is a close second, even though I was shitting on it before. Um, toppings, I'm very plain. Maybe some like mushrooms and uh, the peppers and stuff like that, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I'll take cheese pizzas all the time. Uh, and from place, are we just sticking with chains? I don't know. Because like... Let's just stick to chains, I guess, just to make it easy. Because there's so many, and like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And this is a harder question now. Well, I'm just saying. For me, it's like I like um, I like a lot of types of pizza. My favorite currently is Sicilian, but the way the Americans make it, I don't think I've had the Sicilian <sighs> way. There is no such thing in okay. Italy. Fantastic. Yeah, there is no such thing as Sicilian pizza. Look, like there's that. a lot it's of things they... that America made up and gave meatballs. Names other places. Meatballs is one that a lot of people think is an Italian food. It's not an Italian food. You go to Italy and you ask for a meatball, they're going to literally hit you. There's no such thing as a meatball. Okay, fair enough. It's a it's an American Italian Italian American thing. And there's a place right in our neighborhood called Uncle Tony's that makes an amazing. Of course, is an yeah. Uncle Tony's. There's like <laughs> four thousand Uncle Tony's in New York. I know. But it's, it's the like, where one. Where you going, Uncle Tony's? Which one? The one in Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx? It's the one uptown, and it's very good. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And, and, and I'll I tell care. you the street, but I don't want people to know where I live. So. Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> um, I don't have a specific place, honestly, because the pizza that I've grown up around here is it's really horrible. not that good. Yeah, yeah it's really not good. Uh, I did go to. Uh, I think it's a chain, Grandma's. No, Brothers is a chain. I went to this place in Jersey. Oh, uh, they make they, the Grandma pie. I think right? so. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's yeah, that's a New York, New it, Jersey thing. It's that a is really a very good. It was really style. good because yeah. we we all had dinner, so we got a pizza and we got entrees as well. Mm-hmm. Whew, man, that was that was one of the better Italian meals I've had. And it was so. I mean, it was just from a just a place <laughs> we're driving by. We're like, yeah, let's go there. Yeah, that it sounds, was really yeah. really good. So I guess that uh, I hate Sicilian pizza. It's my absolutely favorite pizza. <laughs> don't like it. It's too, I don't like the dough to, to sauce and cheese ratio. I like thin crust stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always always have. If I have to extend and dislocate my jaw to eat something, <laughs> I'm not into it. I only pain for pleasure. See, I like Unless I it's like in it bed. Hey, oh, get the whips out. What happened? Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's why he gets stuff from AdamandEve.com. Uh, don't ever talk about them on our show. Trust again. me, if I equate you with them, nobody's going to buy there. I also haven't had a favorite? real Chicago deep dish pizza, but I'm curious me to see neither. what it tastes like. I, I've had a PA version, which I, I'm i not going to take. It wasn't bad, but I don't, I'm I don't not going to say that yeah. that's yeah. Chicago no. style. Uh, oh, and then the next question is best chain restaurant. Best chain restaurant. Uh you know what? I'm not going to lie. This is going to maybe sound bad as an Italian. I love Carabas. Really? Yeah. Every time I've gone there. 
Every time I've gone there, it's been at least the one that is close to us or me. Uh, it was always good. We always get like really good wine. The The food is always cooked immaculately. Uh-huh. It's very solid. And like the vibe of the place is really chill too. Okay. If not Carrabba's, um, I don't, I, I don't eat out very often. I really don't. It's, it's funny, not my thing. Because I do, but not at chain restaurants. Yeah. Oh, chain restaurants. I don't know. I really don't like chain restaurants, to be honest. I don't either. Like, I've always... <sighs> I think, you know what? I'll give I'll give uh, Red Robin the shout-out, because they have a good craft beer selection. Okay. But and See, like, I don't like burgers. Oh, I like burgers. That's... And now I'm a vegetarian, so, like, yeah. I can't go anywhere. But I, I never liked... Um, I never liked beef. I never liked burgers. Well, um, I believe TJ Fridays now has the uh, the Impossible Burger. Which is meatless, and it is very good. Um. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, I like it. chilies. I like chilies okay. too. Sometimes yeah. I like I like Mexican food. I have to say I'm a fan of um, the bar at Applebee's because they have their like monthly discount cocktail, and we went and it was like I think it was like two dollars for a Captain Morgan and Coke. Oh, okay. And I thought, okay, I know what's going to happen here. They're going to pour you a glass of Coke and then just like dribble a little bit yeah, of yeah, rum. Which in is it. how they always do it. No. Two, double shot. Nice. There was more rum than Coke for two bucks. Wow. Wow. And I was like, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> I went to uh, an Outback Steakhouse once and I remember liking it, mm-hmm. but I only went once. So I don't know if that's accurate and if that's enough times. Oh, to, yeah. My to, like, parents go there all the time. I know that I don't like uh, Red Lobster. Oh, I, I've I always had a problem with lobster. paying so much money to get two fucking pieces of shrimp on my plate. Well, then, and yeah, then it's not they're, even that good. They're a chain restaurant. They overcharge right. and their food's not very good. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, yeah, never liked them. And they it, they really killed me too when I um, went to school in New England. So oh. you could get real fresh lobster right. and see for, yeah. at, like, for eight bucks. And you're like, oh, I could go to Red Lobster and spend like 50 and you get like, yeah. like, yeah, get like a tiny lobster tail and the waitress smacks you in the face with the menu. Mm. All right. the was best, that just a dream I had? <laughs> best ribs I ever had mm-hmm. was from a Longhorn Steakhouse. I, I, ordered, uh, really? I, ordered, I ordered ribs and um, I ordered uh, like a bigger portion. I was going to take some home. I ended up eating them all there. No, did they you? They were so fucking good. See, so good. I've I've had a Southern barbecue in both mm. Georgia and Florida that I think oh. is better. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I've actually never had a rack of ribs when I was living in South Carolina, but I used to get a lot I of pulled bet it pork. Was good. Well, the pulled pork no. there was amazing. I've it never had, absolutely. I've never had the Texas version, which I've heard is better than the Southern. Okay. And I've never mm. had the Kansas City version, which I heard is better than all of them. I've heard that that's really good. Yeah. yeah. But again, now I'll never know because I'm a vegetarian. Yep. And, and I'm happy about it. I'm fine. Nobody's trying uh, to make a change in my time. <laughs> oh, no. My mom is. Oh, she, really? She, yeah, because she wants to keep cooking and she wants to give me food. And she's uh-huh. like, I'm not being a vegetarian just because you are. I'm like, okay. Tell then. him to just make pasta. It's vegetarian. I'm so tired of pasta, bro. Okay, then don't. So <laughs> what about uh, risotto? That's vegetarian. <laughs> I like no. risotto. I like I do too. Mushroom but, risotto is one of my favorite things in the world. It's pretty good. Yeah. Next question. Best dessert. Oh, come on. Creme brulee. Creme brulee. <laughs> yeah. Creme brulee. I like I like that or um, And my creme brulee. Oh man, I don't know. 
Uh, yours is great. I, listen, cra- I've never had a creme, creme brulee before um, going over your house, but I'll tell you ones that probably beat it for me, pecan pie okay, and, and cheesecake. I, I I love both those things. I still like creme brulee more. Like basically, here's I'll tell you how much I love it. Is that creme brulee is not that easy to make. It's, it mm-hmm. involves several steps that are kind of annoying, actually. Yeah, because pecan pie is easy to make. Mm, I don't know if pecan. I know cre- I know cheesecake isn't easy to no, make. No, it's that both of them are not. Yeah, but I only learned how to make one. <laughs> That's oh. how much I like it. <laughs> if I really liked the other ones as much, I would have learned to make those too. Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, I, I I've never made any of those. I do like baking. But I don't. I'd never made any of those because they're just too too much. Like uh, that's what I mean. That's how so much I love that I spent a whole day yeah. learning how to make it. <laughs> but and it's uh, pretty I fucking think, good too, by the way. I think the winner for me would be a pecan pie because like there's something about like that crunchiness, mm-hmm. and then you cut into it and it's just this gooey, sweet honey kind of flavor. Oh, oh pecan so pie is amazing. Yeah, so good. I have it's to so give a shout out to pumpkin pie too. I know Tom hates it, but I'm not a pumpkin pie yeah. fan. I like pumpkin stuff, but yeah. I'm not a pumpkin pie fan. Yeah. I need I need to fucking mask it in whipped cream or something because it's, it's <laughs> and I'm also a giant fan of the pumpkin scones that I learned how to make. Okay, but none right. of those are my recipe, so sure. I don't. I won't take. Well, actually, the creme brulee is a little bit my recipe because I added some liquor to it that really makes Ooh, it good. Yeah. Okay. And the final question from this very slow lightning round. <laughs> he asked what best dessert was, right? Yeah. Now he asked, "What's the best desert?" <laughs> The best desert. Uh, I'm gonna say the Moji. <laughs> Can't believe we're expected to have an opinion on the best desert. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to many deserts. I don't know. The deserts in Nevada seemed cool. Let me let me get a list names of deserts. I don't even know. I, I was at the Red Rock nope. National Preserve, which is basically a desert. That was cool. That was actually really cool. We saw wild donkeys, which was neat. Oh, I, I'm just stupid. So the first one said best desert, and then oh. the second one said dessert. So, I mean, he asked them both ways. But Whatever. Yeah. We're used to that. Uh, this, there's the, the Sahara. There's the Sonoran. There's the Thar, the, the Gobi Desert, the Arabian Desert. Ooh. Uh, the Kalahari Desert. Oh, it might be a desert. I like the uh, name. The great, uh, great basin, 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 basin. basin. I don't know. Uh, the Karakum desert. Wow. Syrian desert. There's uh, Patagonia. 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 Okay. There is now. There. <laughs> wait. What the fuck? Now Google is just naming places <laughs> like Libya or the <laughs> Arctic or Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, if Colorado counts, Colorado is by far my favorite desert. <laughs> uh, Tanami Desert, the Yuma Desert. I don't know any of these deserts. I'm just per- the okay, Red Desert, the the Red desert. Antarctica, which I guess is a desert according to Google. Um, Black Rock Desert, and the only reason why I'm picking that one is my favorite because there's a sign that says Nude Beach. Ah, so there's that. No, it's a Gobi Desert. Gonna say or, though, you know what, Kalahari, because it has it has giraffes. That is a cool name. Yeah. Apparently, Red Desert's the name of a film. Mm. Interesting. And also the the third installment of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> it's Red Desert, yeah. the Red Desert Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I think Nevada That's counts simple. like most of Nevada's desert. Yeah, there's a specific desert, but I think you're right. Yeah. But I like that. Anyway, that's enough of that. Thank you for the questions. Yeah. Be sure to ask more questions of this amazingness. <laughs> yeah, you never know week. what you're going to get out of this. No, you definitely don't. Let's take our final break of the day and uh, do the final thoughts. Sounds good. Our big dumb show. Hmm. Austin, my friend, what are your final thoughts? Well, uh, Cory Booker, welcome to the presidential race. I uh, won't be voting for you, but President wish Booker you the best of luck. Um, I think your views on privatizing education are pretty disgusting. So very. It's from a state that kind of prides itself in, in its education system of New Jersey. Yeah. It's kind of shocking that that's even a thing. Yeah. And that's what he doesn't budge on. Yeah. Privatizing schools, if you haven't seen documentaries about this, it's a disgusting thing. Mm-hmm. It's a disgusting thing. And it, Except it, for the it, it one can, stupid documentary, but anyway. Which one? There's a documentary called Waiting for Superman well, where they advocate privatizing schools. Oh. Yeah, yeah no. But don't watch that one no i've heard that one though yeah. but um okay um other than that i think it's going to be an interesting presidential race this year i think we're going to get somewhere around 25 serious candidates i think it was the latest tally 25 25 yeah so wow. anywhere from 18 to 25 <sighs> like so, that's, that's a lot of people that's bad. It's like they're going to have to have debates in a classroom. Everybody's <laughs> sitting at a desk. <laughs> and then you have to raise their hand. It's like, hi, right, class, who knows the answer yeah. to why we shouldn't go to war? And Bernie's like, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Using his finger. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> what else? Uh, okay. So um, I thought that story that AOC told about getting on the committee was pretty amazing. And I don't think anybody else could tell that story and have it be interesting. I don't know what the fuck Tom's doing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just, agree. I agree with you. I just you, don't which, know. And, and they won't either because it's a audio podcast. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, oh, now I've knocked me off my train of thought <laughs> with your weird uh, dancing. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's like modern dance, but not good. <laughs> so it's like modern dance. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Modern dance actually is pretty cool. Modern dance, stupid. All That's right, go not, on. Uh, never it's mind. I'm not going to get into this argument, you Philistines. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> oh my God. And of course, I was very surprised. Just grinding on people. <laughs> That's not what I meant by modern dance. That's the way people like people dance. But I'm talking about actual dance. Like, well, you know. I'm sorry, but people who dance modern dance are people too. <laughs> like, yeah, but they're actual dancers. That's a difference. It's not, you know. Excuse me. You're not watching people, people at a club twerk. coming. People who twerk <laughs> are dancers. <laughs> By the way, I, don't, I think I mentioned that. It just really bothers me that that's the name of a bar in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. When you texted me that, I was like, I was out yeah. and I was laughing. I was like. Like, why would anybody name a bar 
something with the word coming. Apparently. And it's spelled, according to you at least. Oh, it's spelled. The way it sounds. The way it sounds. <laughs> yeah. And not like somebody's coming over. It's not spelled no. that way. <laughs> no, somebody's coming, but <laughs> not over. Well, apparently over. it's part owned by Alan Cumming. That's why it's named that. That's what they say. Yeah, but that's just, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so if his name was John Hitler, is it going to be Hitler's gay bar? <laughs> No. No. Tom, Why? Because that would be bad. Tom, that wouldn't even be a popular bar anywhere outside of the South. Outside of Washington. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the bar that opened up in the White House. Mm. Mike Pence is there a lot. No. Um No, that's he's at the gay bar. He's at he's at the gay bar Cummings or whatever it's called. Club coming. That's what it's I called. I can see with like like a bandana. And like fake hair, like all rainbow hair, glitter all over the place. Oh, I can see that. Well, at Club Coming, I'm curious to see what's all over the place. Uh. <laughs> Excuse me, may I have a glass of milk? Uh, no. <laughs> you sure you want to order milk here? <laughs> no. All right. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> I need some icing for my Cinnabon. <laughs> uh. All right, we need to move on. I know. This is all your fault because you keep <laughs> keep knocking me off my train of thought. Anyway, next thought. Uh, I like um, the content of Bernie's bill. The name is true. I don't really care for it that much. Uh, it's it's just like. It's not very snappy. Like when it comes to you, right? You have good ideas and you typically have good uh, titles with things. Double mm-hmm. over, I think, you, I, I think you may have missed. but <laughs> That wasn't mine, to be fair. It wasn't. It was a group effort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. And um, also, neither one of us thought of it. That was already an existing yeah, name. Yeah. But like when it comes to Bernie, it's like his ideas are great, and then all of a sudden there's the title. It's yeah. like, it's like, th- this is what his next bill is going to be called. This is the bill where I go after rich people like Jeff Bezos and the Waltons. That's the name of the bill. Yeah. Act number 482. Yeah. I know he names his bills the same way Lifetime names their movies. <laughs> <laughs> Like angry ex husband. I wonder what this movie's about. <laughs> it's about Donald Trump. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah. So, and I was impressed by De Blasio on Bill Maher's show, and I'm yeah. rarely impressed by anything on Bill Maher's show. So, I'm impressed by a lot of things on Bill Maher's show. <laughs> a lot. Okay. A lot. Okay. Just not always like like wow, this is great. It's mm-hmm. mostly like wow. Wow. That was said. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. Remember the house joke? No. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. And it's yeah. not about the House of Representatives. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, Anything else? Nope, that's all I got. What do you got, Tom? Nothing. Nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> Ralph Northam. Northam. Nor fam. Nor not gonna be coming Nor North M. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your name is, resign. Yeah. Get away. Move on. Virginia needs to move on from you. Um, that's one thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Nothing. I'm working on getting guests. Uh, Steven will be coming back on to oh. bring back the Not Politics report. Exciting. Uh, no, I lied. That's the wrong report. The Not America report. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin, we're working on something, hopefully, with Kevin. Good. Uh, Good. To get him back on eventually. That'd be nice. That would be very nice, yeah. Maybe if he checks his... Twitter. Um, wow. It's <laughs> calling him out right on there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I need to because he's not checking his Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that's it. Austin, I got nothing else. All right. 
Well, right. if that's all you got. That's all I got. Uh, pre-recorded, Tom? How you doing, first of all? Again, and then we don't really ever get to ask you how you're doing. Hope you're doing well. How's the kids? Good? All right. <laughs> Take us off. Take us off. Take us away. Take us wow. away. No, that's not it either. Wow. Uh, Take it away. Tom, take it away. So going to leave all that in. <laughs> smooth sailing. No mistakes. Edited out perfectly. And Once again, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Spreaker.com forward slash DumbAllOverPod. We're also available on iTunes. Just look up DumbAllOverPod. We are on all the social medias, starting with Twitter, at DumbOverPod, Facebook, at DumbOverPod, and of course, there's Instagram. And you guessed it, it's at DumbOverPod. We are also uh, on Patreon, so check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash DumbOverPod. And if you're interested in buying some merch with uh, some special logos, you can check that out at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash DumbOverPod. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. At the Bank of Antandek, mortgages are on the menu. I was in the chippy last night and it hit me. Go on. We should give all our new mortgage customers a thousand pounds of spuds. Potatoes? Yeah, jackets, roasties, dolphin wars. I mean, what's not to love? Hey, yeah, we could call it Mashback. Genius. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're giving their customers a thousand pounds cashback on selected first time buyer mortgages. See what's possible at Santander. Lending subject to status and criteria. Cashback given on completion and repayable if mortgage closed within two years. Offer can be withdrawn. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878. 